Hey all you nerds out there, are you looking for more wrestling content or podcasts? Then go on over to Facebook, Spotify, iTunes, Twitter, and SoundCloud. And check out NXT and We with PJ and Brett. These fellow nerds review every single NXT episode and also have their very own wrestling interview series among other fun stuff. So, go check out NXT and We today with PJ and Brett. Also, A-Rock Designs. I want to take a minute to give a quick shout out to A-Rock Designs. That is spelled A-R-O-C-K-K Designs. A-Rock Designs is ran by Ashley Rodriguez. She makes all those cool wrestling cups you see floating around. So, if you want to get your hands on any custom merchandise, hit up Ashley Rodriguez at A-Rock Designs. If you can think it, she can make it. Last but not least, do you love wrestling and do you want to talk more about wrestling? Then head on over to Wrestling Review Society on Facebook. WRS is ran by my good friend Kevin Rodriguez. Kevin interviews your fave pro wrestlers every week and has the most amazing free, that's right, free giveaway. All you have to do is join Wrestling Review Society on Facebook and you could be the next big winner. This week's episode is brought to you by Design by Dunbar. If you need a logo design, flyers, e-commerce, website, or anything at all, go check out Designs by Dunbar at www.facebook.com slash Design by Dunbar. What is up, nerds of wrestling? Welcome and thank you for joining the second episode of What's Up, Wrestler, a podcast by Nerds of Wrestling, hosted by your boy, Justin Del Rio. My guest at this time comes all the way from Hollywood, Florida. Nerds of Wrestling, please help me in welcoming by joining our second guest, the Playboy, Honcho Hensley. Did I did I say that right, bro? Yes, you did actually. Awesome. How you doing today, bro? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm I'm doing very good. First of all, I just want to, you know, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule and joining the podcast today absolutely i actually you contacted me about it and i knew i'd had to jump on it as soon as possible oh yeah man i love that um so for so for those of you who don't really know know who you are why don't you um, explain who who you are and what your character is all about well i have been told by several people that i am one of the hottest going in the independent scene in the Tennessee area as of late. Uh, basically, I am everybody's person. Everybody's person. I never heard that before. That's interesting. Do you know how there's the ladies' man and the man's man? Oh, everybody, yeah, man, of course. Everybody loves Honcho. Everybody loves Honcho. That is a fact. So I'm, I'm guessing we're going to see you, you know spread your wings and brand your horizon to all these other independent scenes. Is that correct? Uh, that's actually what my goal is. I've, uh, I've done some light work for impact. I've done some stage hand for ring of honor as well as was even talking to new Japan on being stage hand and helping out just to get my foot in the door. Any, anything helps, man, just to get your foot in the door. Um, I think that's what, a lot of wrestlers definitely jump on. They jump on an opportunity to just to help out or be like an enhancement talent. And I feel like that's like the biggest leap a wrestler could take. Exactly. Um, why don't you tell us? 
Yeah, man. Um, why don't you tell us on what got you into wrestling, man? Like, what? How old were you when you started training? Where did you train? Man, what got me into wrestling was had to be my late uncle. He was uh he was one of the original Moon Dogs. He was Moon Dog Spike. Nice. He uh God, growing up, that's all we ever did was wrestle and wrestle and wrestle. And I remember from the time I could basically, hell, one of my first memories is him training me. I remember it was my 14th birthday, January 31st. He took me and I was his, is my very first match tag team partner. Like my, my first match was at 14 years old at the Nashville fairgrounds. And how was that? And how was that experience for you at 14 years old wrestling in front of a group of people and with your uncle, you said, correct? Yes. Oh, man. It was. God, I could have died that night and would have been happy. That's awesome, man. So it was like it was like a dream come true for you. Yes, because I never once imagined myself being in front of hell, even five people paying to see it. Yeah, that's that's something very cool. Um, I, I I always say, you know, I give credit to a lot of um in, indie guys who who go out there in front of, you know, five, ten, twenty, forty, eighty, a hundred people and they still put on a show. Oh, the yeah. audience will always remember. Like I've always had the same motto from the time I've really started. I don't care if there's one person out there or a hundred thousand people. I'm gonna do the same I can, regardless, because this is how I feel about it. Somebody pays to come see me or hell, even the show, because that's what they love. They love wrestling. I love wrestling. I'm going to do my best to put on the best damn show that I can do for them. I love that, man. And that, and that's, that's an attitude. Um, all wrestlers and all, you know, should have because they're paying for the show and they're, you know, it $20, $10, five, $10, $15. Um, if they're paying to see a show, all the wrestlers should definitely put on a good show for the audience, no matter how many people there are. Oh, 100%, but unfortunately, not everybody has that same mindset. They're like, oh, we've got 13 people in the crowd. I'm not, I, I don't want to do anything. But you have me. I, hell, a couple weeks ago, I wrestled in front of maybe, maybe 50 people. Every match before me was just, just dull. Wow. Really? And then, then I'm out there and I, I I do an elbow drop off the top rope to the concrete and miss. Mainly for the How fact that? that entertainment, like people are spending their hard earned money to come see me, so I'm going to do the best I can to put on a show and have people remember my name. Hell yeah, man. That's that's something that I definitely respect. Um you say you took you said you had a spot where you did an elbow drop and you landed on the concrete. Um, how was that? Um, I, I at the moment didn't really feel it because of my adrenaline. Mm-hmm. I definitely felt it for the next couple of days, though. Oh yeah, for sure. I thought. Um, yeah, like, cause I mean, when I'm in there, I feel nothing. But accidents happen. Injuries happen. It, of course, man. Um, wrestling, wrestling, and in wrestling, um, injuries could happen at any moment, and um, e- even doing the slightest thing, anything, you know, a suplex, 
yeah, I I was working a good friend of mine. Shit, a little over a year ago, did a move I've done a hundred times and dislocated my shoulder. <laughs> wow, really? And um, yeah. how was that? And how long were you out of action for? Well, I was supposed to be out for about three months, but I gave it about two and a half, three weeks. And then I started okay. coming back in, getting it. I mean, I wasn't doing anything stupid like I normally do, but I was still in there doing the best I could with what I was able to work with. Okay, that's that's very interesting. Um, Growing up watching, you know, wrestling as a little kid, you said you had your uncle in there, you know, following in his footsteps. Um, Is there anybody in WWE or anybody in the professional wrestling industry that you look up to? That I looked up to? Man. Yeah. Uh, some of my favorites growing up was always Shawn Michaels, Billy Gunn, the Hardys, Edge and Christian. I always just love that style of the cockiness and the arrogance and the high flying. Like that was always yeah. what I pictured myself doing if I was to ever do this. That's so, awesome, man. Ultimately, like, I don't know if you've ever watched one of my matches, if anybody listening has watched any of my matches, but I've been told that you see a lot of Edge and a lot of Jeff Hardy and a lot of Billy Gunn in, in how I move, how I act, how I talk. I could definitely see, like, a Billy Gunn-esque to your character, for sure. Like, uh, Bill, Billy Gunn, I, I met, actually met him at a show last summer. And this is whenever I was still wearing my long tights and I had the lips all over them. And I was wearing <laughs> the fringes like Shawn Michaels did back when he was with the Rockers. And I, I will never forget this moment. Billy Gunn walks up to me. Says, I like, I like the gear. What made you do that? I froze for a second because mm-hmm. I mean that's somebody I always looked up to and then f- fast forward and I'm on the same show as him yeah that's that's very cool uh I, I looked up after I was actually able to work up the courage to say it was you and he said ah I knew you'd say some asshole and <laughs> that just made me laugh so hard and that is one of probably one of my favorite moments in the wrestling business without being in the ring that's awesome was that one encounter right there you always have moments that you'll remember forever and that's definitely a moment you know um i know you'll remember forever oh yeah i uh i again worked up the courage because i was out there at my gimmick table trying to sell some t-shirts and everything yep and i was like you know what here's my opportunity i'm gonna seize it yeah hey I'm packing up. I grab one of my shirts. I walk up to him. I'm like, hey, what what size are you? He's like, I normally wear a XL, 2XL. Depends on the shirt. I was like, well, here you go. He puts it on and leaves the bit building in one of yeah. my shirts. And, again, I just can't get over that. That's awesome, man. Um, definitely a good way to, uh, to put your name out there. And it's pretty cool that um, you were able to tell him where you got – your uh you know your inspiration and your gimmick from oh yeah without a doubt like i love that moment and i will always remember that moment that's crazy man um that's very cool we actually have some questions here from our nerds of wrestling 
Um, the first question comes from Christopher Sanders. If you could pick, where do you see that you could fit best in? What major company and why? What major company would I fit best in? Yeah, what do you think your character and you personally? Well, I can adapt to any situation on what anybody needs me to do. But as far as the the gimmick goes, I would have to say AEW for more of a, a freedom. Yeah. Because they, they are a little more uncensored than the WWE. For sure. Because with my, my gimmick is pretty pretty raunchy at times. Yeah, and WWE doesn't really allow that, unfortunately. Anymore. Yes, it is. It's very Attitude Era-esque. Yeah, for sure. And like, like I was saying, I can adjust to anything because I work some promotions that won't let me do some things. And so I tone a lot of stuff down. Yep. I turn a lot of stuff up. Depends on where I'm at, who I'm with. So you were able to you were able to adapt pretty quickly to any promotion you were in. You know, change your character. Oh, without quickly. a doubt. That's because, always good. Like that's that's very good to do. Like that's I've been to some. To I, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you're good, man. Um, I've been to some where they're like, "This is a rated G show." I've been to some where they're like, "Hell, do whatever you want." We don't care. That we're 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 NC seventeen. Do whatever you want. <laughs> NC. I never heard that. I haven't heard that in a while. Yeah, well, I know. I, I was thrown off by it too. I was like, oh, okay. okay. So yeah, hey, screw it. All right, why not? What was your favorite promotion to work for in Kentucky? My yeah, favorite promotion. You wrestle, correct. Uh, actually, I I wrestled for the most part in Tennessee. Oh, Tennessee. I'm my bad, listeners out there. Tennessee, not Kentucky. But going, I'll answer your question. My favorite promotion in Kentucky to wrestle for would have to be one of two. It would either be for James Carver Productions, which okay. was uh, New South, which is in Franklin, Kentucky. I loved it there. Treated like family from the first time I walked in. That's awesome. And the other one would have to be Renegade Independent Pro Wrestling, RIPW. Had some of. I heard about them. I've had some of my favorite matches up there against uh, Dominic McVeigh. I remember I, it was my first night there. They threw me in a title match. That quickly, huh? That quickly, first night in. I was like, well, first night, I'm going to definitely leave my mark. I remember I get up to the top rope, and I do a swanton bomb off the top rope onto the stage. Oh, my. Jesus, how'd that feel? Oh, it, I'm going to be honest. It, it was rough, but it's been – it was better than some rings that I've been in. What was what would you say was the hardest situation to adapt to? In what aspect? Like, you know, changing like changing your character last minute, switching stuff up in a match. Like I know that wrestlers always work on matches and they have it planned, but like what is the hardest thing you have to do before a match and with your, with your, either your tag team partner or your opponent? Like normally the hardest thing to do is just to be able to get everybody on the same page because a lot of it now is not as much storytelling as yeah. it is as let me get my shit in. Of course. 
which uh, I'm one of them. I do not talk about anything in the bag other than uh, other than maybe the finish. Okay. Because so, this has always been my logic. You can't mess anything up if you don't know what it is. I like that. I never heard that before. That's that's a good one, man. Like uh, for uh, USA Championship Wrestling, which is yep. my home promotion right now, I've worked a good friend of mine now, Nathan Starr. We've probably worked a good 50 times. Hell, just the other day, we were in a steel cage in Centerville, Tennessee. And I saw that. That was a very good match. That, my that was a... wrestling listening. Um, yeah, go check out that match. Uh, my boy, oh, my boy over here, man, he killed it, and he went over too. He he won the title, if I'm not mistaken. I retained the title. You, uh, my apology. He retained the title. But uh, like me and him, like God, I can't tell you the last time me and him ever really said, "Oh, let's do this, 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 and that." But normally we go out there. We look at each other. We read each other. Yep. The only thing we go out knowing is, like, big spots. Like, in that match, I took a superplex off of a 15, 20-foot-tall cage. Damn. We talked about that because that was something I wanted to do. Yeah, I feel like I feel like major spots like that, you definitely have to, you know, definitely talk about it and think it through. Yes, like, we wanted to find the absolute safest way without killing both of us. <laughs> of course. You know, Which, I mean, there's, that would suck. there's no real safe way to fall that high onto your back. Yeah. But, yeah, I guess that. yeah, like, we never talk about anything other than major spots. Like, we just read each other's body language, and that's, that's more of the style that I've adapted to over the last seven eight months has just been we'll figure it out let's go out there let's have some fun let's put on a hell of a show love that man um we actually have another question from carson carson asks what is your favorite part about being a pro wrestler my favorite part oh there's so many name them all man we got time man uh probably the biggest part is Hoping that I'm an inspiration to somebody else. Yeah. Having, like, whether I'm good or bad, having little kids come up after a show, I'm going to my car to go home and make a three, four, five-hour drive home. Little kids running up, can I get a picture with you? Yeah, like, that, must feel, that must feel, like, unreal. It, it, it really time. does. Like, I'd say that's definitely my favorite favorite part, but, like, then there's also the road trips with, some of the boys and going out to eat and just conversations you have with some people. I feel like, I feel like it's, it's a lot to take in that sometimes. Yeah. Like it, it's definitely a lot because a lot of my time is spent on the road for sure. Because I will drive. Hell I've driven up to 10 hours before just to be in the ring for seven minutes. Wow. Was that the was that the longest um drive you ever taken to a wrestling show? Yes. And where you were gonna be a performer at, really? Yes, ten hours uh one way. Wow. Was the longest drive I have ever taken just to perform in front of people for God. I'm wanting to say that match went just just 
under eight minutes. Wow. But like it's it's about the love for the sport. Uh, I I completely agree, and it's definitely about getting your name out there. I talked to a wrestler before where they said it it doesn't matter how long you travel, because you're 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 still getting your name out there, and if they want you back, you go back, and then you get to work maybe get to work more opportunities with them. Ex- exactly. Like if I can drive and have a chance to get my name out there, chance to be seen by new people, I'm going to take it. Love that, man. Is there any big independent wrestling promotions that you've always wanted to work for? Uh, Actually, USA Championship Wrestling. I tried and tried to get in contact with them. Never heard anything back and was starting to lose hope. And then back in up. Good buddy of mine, uh, LT Falk, actually was talking to me at a, at another show, and said he needs to work a heel. And I was like, I don't care where it is, I'm down. Let's go. I love that you were and, like right on board with it. Yeah, and it got me where where <laughs> I am right now. I'm a two time heavyweight champion there, and a former tag team champion with my uh, tag team partner uh, Dylan McQueen. We were known as Too Hot. Too hot. Nice. Too hot. That's awesome, man. I didn't care where it was, but I was down to go. I had a free date, so I said, let's go. Let's ride. That is um absolutely fantastic. Um, We have another question from Chris. Chris asks, what is the best match you've ever worked in the worst match you've ever worked? And where was it? Oh, man. I've worked some pretty bad ones. Uh, I'm wanting to say my absolute worst match was in Hartford, Kentucky. Hartford, Kentucky. For a second, I thought you were going to say Hartford, Connecticut. Because there's a Hartford in Connecticut. But I I never heard of Hartford, Kentucky. It's just a small little town, middle of nowhere. uh, About three hours. Three no, about three or four hours from Louisville. It was about a four-hour drive for me. Okay. And uh, I'm not going to say the guy's name. I'm not going to try to bury nah. him or no, anything. You don't, have to, you don't have to say any names. I'm not going to say the name of the promotion either, but it was just the worst match I ever had. I We were in there for six minutes before we even touched, and the crowd was just bored. I was bored. Was that the whole – was that your idea or was that your opponent's idea? Uh, that was his idea. Hmm. Because uh, I think I think you want to do like a Brock Lesnar and uh, Goldberg at WrestleMania twenty. Well, his thing was he was one of them that didn't want to put over a new new guy or younger guy or whatever you want to call it. He didn't want to do that and. I just wanted to go and have some fun and have a good match. I didn't care about getting going over. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't care about winning or losing. I didn't care about getting a whole bunch of stuff in. I just wanted to have a good match for people, but we didn't touch for six minutes. And then after that, God, we wrestled. I think, I think the whole match all in all, including entrances and me leaving was maybe nine, 10 minutes long. And we didn't touch for over half of it. That that yeah, that sounds that sounds pretty that sounds pretty bad, man. Yeah, I was bored. I 
I was so tempted. I've never done this to a show before, but I was so tempted just to get up and just leave. And during the match or like d- d- during the match. Wow. Dang. I, I have never heard that before. Yeah, it was just the worst I've ever done. Uh, I mean, I did continue to work for that promotion for some time after that. But I I wanted to be able to have some sort of creative to be like, this is this, this, we're not doing that. I wanted to have some input on everything that was going in and not have a 10-minute long match where we don't do anything. Yeah, that that doesn't sound good. I mean, you said the drive was like three hours, right? Yeah, it it was it was awful. It sounds like a waste of time. Well, do you think you'll be you will see yourself at that promotion again? Uh, will I be back there? No, I will not. <laughs> good to know. We actually have another question from Justin Hancock. He wants to know if you will ever be back to RIPW and be his tag team partner against Star Incorporation. Will I be back to be his tag partner? I've wrestled Star Inc. several times as a whole, as individuals. That was actually a member, uh, Dominic McVeigh, that I was telling you about, where I did the swanton onto the stage off the okay. top. He was a member of Star Inc. Wow. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to say yes or no, because you never know in this business when I might get picked up. Very true. But I will say there's always a high possibility, and you never know where you will see me. There's, exactly. You never know what's going to happen. But I would I, I would absolutely love to be his partner, at least, even if it's for one night. Hell yeah, man. That sounds awesome. Another question we have is, how long have you been wrestling for, and how long did the initial training take? Well, technically speaking, I've been wrestling for just over 10 years. Okay. But after my uncle passed, I took a few years out to myself. Because, I mean, that was the whole reason I got into it. And I just didn't know if I wanted to keep going or not. And then I'm on Facebook and I see advertisement for a school. So I'm like, you know what? Let's do it. I signed up. And it, what's crazy is it was like the deadline was that night at midnight. I signed up. That next Monday, I started training. I went for 16 weeks just to try to knock some rust off. That's very cool, man. That's very, very cool. I think we have one more question. Um, yeah, so another one from Chris. Chris wants to know if you had ever had any major injuries and what was the hardest part of recovery? Oh, major injuries. Uh, going back to that wrestling school, I uh, had somebody actually fracture my neck from trying to, to do a move, and it was just unsafe. And I uh, I fractured my neck, and I was supposed to be out for about six months. And I mean, I still went every day. Went wow. every day. Like I still did the ropes. I still did stuff on my own. Uh, of course. If anything happened, that was on me, not anybody else, of which, course. I mean, I, under, I understand. I'm an adult. Yeah, man. So even though I was suggested not to do it, I was still doing it on my own with or without them. But uh, 
the hardest part was just the first two weeks just being there and watching and seeing everybody else do it and me knowing I can't do this until I worked up the courage to actually say, screw it. I'm going to get in there. I'm going to do it. What happens, happens. This this is what this is the life I was supposed to have. That that's that's very bold of you, man. I one hundred percent appreciate that. That's very cool, man. Um is there anything else you want to touch base on for our members listening? Um, do you wanna mention anything else about about what you have coming up in the future, about what you have coming up, like maybe what you have planned but not coming up for sure? Well, I just want to invite anybody listening. If you're in the Tennessee area, Kentucky, Alabama, any of the surrounding states to Tennessee, please, please, please go check out USA Championship Wrestling. It is one of the best independent promotions you will see. And we do TV, so every Sunday, I know in the Jackson, Tennessee, Memphis, Tennessee, even parts of Arkansas, it airs every Sunday at 10 a.m. That's very cool, man. Uh, I'm also going to give myself a shameless plug real quick. So, uh, Yeah, man. Um, the floor is all yours, so do your thing. Yeah. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, feel free to go to my Facebook page, Honcho Hensley, my Instagram, Honcho Hensley. Look me up on YouTube. Shoot me a message. Let me know what you think. Uh, check out Pro Wrestling Tees and look look up Honcho Hensley. Buy, buy something of mine. Even if you don't buy anything, at least take the time out of your day just to look at it. Because in all reality, it's people like you that make me keep doing this. Because if nobody's at the shows, wrestling ba- will basically, in your area, might become dead. I've seen it happen. I've been to a few promotions that's shut doors down because people quit coming. So just take a moment out of your time and look up promotions near you. Give some feedback to independent wrestlers near you. Like, we we need your support. I love that, bro. Um, Honcho, thank you so much for joining our second official podcast. Um, We hope to have you again in the future um nerds of wrestling this has been another episode of what's up wrestler a podcast by nerds of wrestling i hope all you nerds out there take care and have a great day thank you everybody peace out thank you so much you're welcome and that concludes this episode on the nerds of wrestling podcast if you enjoyed this episode Please don't forget to like, share, and subscribe for more future episodes. I'm your host, Justin Del Rio. Peace out, nerds.